0: The oncoming storm is a name whispered in awe throughout the underworld. She's known as a master thief and a lethal knife wielder. Some even say she has the skills of an assassin. All of this is true. She's also a sarcastic smart mouth with the social graces of a bull. This week, A Glint of Mischief presents A Storm of Silver and Ash, a fantasy novel by Marion Blackwood. Hello, I'm Jude Lamy. Welcome to A Glint of Mischief, a weekly podcast where you get to preview some of the great indie books out there. Each episode is a reading of the first chapter of an independently published book available to buy right now. As we don't have a sponsor yet... Oh, did you say something? Hello? I thought I heard you say something. Like you wanted to be a sponsor? But you're right, this isn't the right place to talk about that, so why don't you contact me after the show and we can talk then. Anyway, like I was saying, this week I would like to take a moment and thank one of our crew here that has made this podcast possible, MK Butamil. This podcast would be a very different thing altogether without her. If you ever think, oh, I love how professional this looks, or sounds, then thank MK, but Who is this elusive, behind-the-scenes ghost of professionalism? She is an authoress of genre-blending fantasy about adventures, discovery, and other badassery. But, more than that, she has a good deal of badassery herself, as her D&D-inspired flintlock fantasy, which I can't wait to read, recently won the grand prize in the World Anvil Writing Contest. So, if you're not following her on Twitter, you, you should be. So, go fix that. I'll, I'll wait. You, you did that? All done? Good. Okay. Now, let's get to the reason we're all here. Yes? the sound of pursuit to my ears. I ducked behind cover. Dark clouds blanketed the heavens and blotted out the moon, making my black and gray attire difficult to discern against the soot-stained background. The shadow following me crept closer. Straining my ears, I realized that the soft footfalls were familiar. Very familiar. With my right hand, I slid out one of the hunting knives I had strapped to the small of my back. Then, I waited. My unsuspecting stalker was close now. I didn't need to peek around the corner to know where he was. I could feel him moving closer. The soft wind blew strands of hair over my face as I waited. One more step. My left hand shot out, and in one fluid motion I whipped the not-so-subtle stalker around, slamming him into the bricks and putting my hunting knife to his throat. Surprised, dark blue eyes stared into mine. "'Hello, Liam,' I said, grinning up at him from the other side of the blade. "'Has anyone ever told you that you are way too heavily armed to be a thief?' Liam sighed, his eyes gliding over the throwing knives lined up behind my shoulders before finally settling on the knife at his throat. "'Has anyone ever told you that you are way too noisy to be a thief?' I replied in kind, before removing my hunting knife from his throat and returning it to the small of my back. "'We're on the thieves' highway. I don't need to be quiet,' Liam said with a tone that suggested a three-year-old could have worked that out. I bit back another snarky reply and instead settled for an eye roll. "'Fine, come on,' I said, pulling him away from the brick face of the chimney. We started out across the rooftops again. Despite being a couple of years younger, Liam is actually taller than me. Not by much, mind you, but enough that his legs have longer reach. That meant I had to put in extra effort to keep up with him, and after the long day that I had, it was even more tiring. But that's just between you and me. I'd never admit that to Liam. "'So, how's the stakeout going, Storm?' Liam asked. "'Storm? What an odd name, right?' I promise, it gets even odder. Storm is actually short for the oncoming storm. What kind of parents would name their child something like that? Well, certainly not mine, I'll tell you. I don't even have any parents. I mean, of of course I have parents, somewhere. Or at least I did at some point. But you know what I mean... Most members of the Underworld are orphans, which means that the majority of us also don't have any given names. Someone just starts calling you something, then it kind of sticks. My guild members apparently started calling me the oncoming storm because when I decide to hit a place, I always clean it out thoroughly. Although I've suspected that it might also have something to do with my temper, but no one has dared say as much to my face. Yeah, I know that. Just kind of adds more proof to it. It's going well. I spent the day double-checking the guard rotations, I eventually answered. Hmm, he mused. I heaved an inward sigh. When Liam does something like this, he usually just wants me to ask him how he's doing. Normally, I'm not the most sociable of people, but Liam is the one exception to that rule. Actually, I don't think there's anyone who dislikes Liam. That he decided to be my friend of all people still baffles me. So, of course, I humor him. How was your day, Ben? I'm glad you asked, he chirped, eyes sparkling. I stole this beautiful silver bracelet today right off this really fancy lady's wrist. Shaking my head, I smiled to myself. Honestly, I don't even know what I'd do with this sweet and mischievous-looking boy. He's like a little brother to me, and the one good and genuine thing I have in my life. While Liam continued to regale me with his escapades of the day, we drew closer to the Thieves' Guild. "'Did you hear King Adrian doubled taxes again?' he said, switching topics as we jumped the gap between two houses. "'Yeah, but why should we care?' I said and shrugged one shoulder as we landed on the next roof. We don't pay taxes. No, I know, but I still sort of feel bad for them. Don't. The upper worlders have their problems and we have ours. Yeah, all right. so they're trying to figure out how to pay taxes and still put food on the table for their kids. But we're trying not to get hanged. I'd say our troubles are a bit worse. He executed half of the Scribes Guild today. My mouth fell open as I turned to stare at my only friend while we continued our run. Despite no longer looking at the roof ahead, I avoided those loose tiles on the baker's shop we were now crossing. Having traversed this part of the Thieves' Guild highway more times than I could count, I could have run across it blindfolded and still not have tripped once. "'But that's an Upper Worlder Guild! Why would he do that?' "'Not paying taxes,' Liam said with knit eyebrows." And something about treason. Treason? Yeah, like working from some lords who are trying to overthrow him or whatever. Do you believe that? Do you? I shook my head. The scribes are devoted to learning. They don't care about politics. It would seem that the king was growing more unhinged with each passing day. Both of us had fallen silent for this last stretch while we pondered the news... And as we reached the final building, we slowed down as well. Climbing down the side of the building was something both Liam and I could have done in our sleep, so we quickly reached the cobbled street below. After descending a short stone staircase, we approached the metal door at the end. I knocked twice. A small hatch slid open and a crossbow bolt appeared between my eyes. When the green-clad gentleman laughs, I said in a calm voice, the whole manor disappears, a man's voice finished from the other side of the door. The hatch closed and there was a sound of bolts unlocking. Finally, the door was pushed outward silently. Hey, Bones, Liam said cheerfully. Liam, Storm, the heavily muscled man in the doorway replied and nodded to each of us. You're just in time. The bosses have called a meeting. Better hurry. I nodded back and started down the stairs with quick steps and Liam close behind. We passed the sleeping quarters on our way to the gathering hall, or the thieves' court, as we like to call it. I would have preferred to stop into my room before going there, but I decided against it. Normally, I have no problem with pissing people off. In fact, I even kind of enjoy it at times. But pissing off the guild masters was something even I didn't dare. We reached the thieves' court in short order. The whole guild was gathered so the room was packed, but the three high-backed black chairs on top of the small platform at the far end were still empty. We made it. I surveyed the crowd. I am not a standing-in-the-back kind of person. At least not in our guild. Don't get me wrong, I am perfectly content with letting people bicker and argue to their heart's content without bothering to get involved. But if I have something to say... I make sure that people hear it. I started pushing my way to the front. Oi, the bloody hell do you think you're... A guy I hadn't bothered learning the name of started protesting angrily. Oh, Storm, sorry. I thought, uh, never mind. He continued and waved his hands apologetically once he realized who he was addressing. I gave him a condescending stare and pushed past. The crowd parted before me. Shit, that was close. I heard him whisper behind me. Wouldn't want to get on our bad side. Damn straight. I smiled wickedly to myself. Behind me, Liam was muttering apologies. Once I'd reached the first couple of rows, I stopped. No need to stand at the very front, in case the guildmasters needed to vent their frustration on someone. Rude much? Liam accused once he caught up with me. How in the world is that news to you? And here I was thinking you knew that before you befriended me. I replied and arched, eyebrow in his direction. Still debating the wisdom of that decision, Liam teased and leveled his best imitation of an angry stare at me. A small smile tugged on the corner of my lips. With that mop of curly brown hair and sparkling blue eyes, The boy couldn't look menacing if his life depended on it. Ah, Storm, I'm glad I caught you. A girl with short black hair called as she pushed her way through the crowd. What do you want, cat? I replied and twisted my head slightly to look at her. Information? Before answering, I cast my impatient glance over my shoulder. The black door behind the guildmaster's chair was still closed. Make it quick. Lord Hightwig's Mansion. ''You're hitting the Hightwig Mansion?'' I asked with a dubious expression on my face. She gave an uncomfortable shrug. ''Yeah, that's why I need help.'' <laughs> ''You think?'' I scoffed. ''All right. Uh, two guards at the front, rotating schedule. One in the back. No dogs. The window to Lady Hightwig's art studio is usually unlocked, if not open, because she likes listening to the blackbirds outside.'' Furrowing my brows and pursing my lips slightly, I tried to remember if there was anything else. Oh, and there's a hidden safe behind the large painting in Lord Hightwigs' study, but I suggest you start with Lady Hightwigs' room because most of the valuables in that house are in her jewelry box. Thanks, she said with a small smile and tipped five silver coins into my open palm. As I watched her black bob disappear back into the crowd, I could feel Liam glowering at me. Five silvers?' he said with a look of disapproval on his face. "'What? It's my standard fee for mansions in the marble ring. "'Can't you just help a fellow thief out of the goodness of your heart?' Liam said before he stopped himself short. He looked at me while pressing his lips together as if trying to keep something from escaping. After a few seconds, he lost the battle and burst out laughing. I gave a half-smile and shook my head. "'Sorry, I forgot who I was talking to,' Liam said after one final snort. "'But I still think it's weird. "'Why do you bother breaking into houses without stealing anything?' "'Hey, girls gotta have a hobby,' I said and spread my arms. "'I'm pretty sure snooping around doesn't qualify as a hobby. "'It's almost the same as your actual job, and—' "'A loud bang echoed as the back door was thrust open.' Everyone fell silent as three men strode through the doorway and proceeded to seat themselves in each of the high-backed black chairs. Their appearances were different, but the one common denominator was they all exuded authority. These were men who expected to be obeyed. As one, we all went down on one knee, and with our left fist planted on the floor and our right arm across our leg bowed our heads. Strength and honor to the guild... We said in unison. Strength and honor, the guildmasters replied. Rise. There was a rustle of clothing and a clanking of weapons as the room stood back up. There are several orders of business today, guildmaster Killian said without preamble. It has come to our attention that the king is mounting an offensive against the elves. A murmur broke out and disbelieving voices rose from every corner of the sparsely furnished room. The elves? For real? he finally lost his mind? That bloody lunatic. The murmur was allowed to continue for a couple of moments longer before the guildmaster Killian silenced the whole room with one wave of his hand. This means that while all the garrisons will be heavily fortified, everything else in town will be less well guarded. Use this opportunity wisely. I grinned. This was perfect. After double-checking the guard rotations one last time, and for sixteen hours straight today, I felt ready to hit it. Pipes! Killian's voice rang out across the high-ceiling hall and broke my reverie. Yes, Guildmaster? A suddenly terrified-looking man with a mousy blonde hair answered from my right. You have been working in Assassin's Guild territory, Master Killian continued, his tone making it abundantly clear that this was a statement and not a question. Their guildmaster paid us a visit to inform us that if they ever found you working in their territory again, you would be blackmarked. Several sharp intakes of breath could be heard across the room. All underworld guildmasters are respected, but there's also a hierarchy among our guilds. At the bottom is the beggar's guild, followed by the pleasure guild. The Bashers Guild is in the middle of the pack, and our guild is the second highest in the Underworld. The most powerful and feared guild, by far, is the Assassins Guild. All members of that guild are shown respect, even by other guildmasters. Yeah, I know, that sounds weird. Why would a guildmaster show respect to mere members of another guild? Alright, let me put it like this. If you're going to piss off a guild, Don't pick the one that specializes as silently slitting your throat while you're sleeping peacefully in your bed. Let me make this clear for you, Guildmaster Killian continued with steel in his voice. You will be found floating face down in the harbor before disgracing our guild with a black mark. Pipes looked about ready to throw up. Being blackmarked was a death sentence all on its own, and a pretty horrible one at that, since it meant open season for the entire Assassin's Guild, and now he also had death threats from his own guild? I'd keep a very low profile if I were him. Am I making myself clear? Yes, yes, Guildmaster, Pipe stammered, doing a poor job of keeping the terror from his voice. Killian nodded and moved on to the next order of business, guild rates. Paying the guild rates had never been a problem for me as I, more often than not, pulled off very high-profile hits. I only half-listened while everyone was reminded of this sacred obligation. Some people were even called out by name for being behind. One of them had approached me this morning, begging me to lend him some money so that he could pay his dues. I had, of course, turned him down. If you can't pull your own weight, you shouldn't be in the guild. Which is why I suspect we have a rogue on our territory. I heard Guildmaster Killian say and realized that he'd switched topic. We would like to have a chat with this rogue. One of you will be responsible for arranging that meeting. You could have heard a lockpick drop. Everyone was trying their very best to discreetly look in any other direction than his. Handling these kinds of situations for the guildmasters was kind of like using a defective gun. It might help you in the day, but it also might backfire and melt your face off. Storm, do you have some time to spare? The dark-eyed guildmaster said, turning his raptor gaze on me. Crap. I wanted to disappear through the floor. No, I most certainly did not have some time to spare. I was getting ready for my big heist. For Nemanen's sake. However, every single person in that room, me included, knew that this wasn't a question. It may have been phrased as one, but we all knew that it was an order. And one does not refuse a direct order from the Guildmasters. Of course, Guildmaster. I answered while carefully keeping the annoyance out of my voice. It would be an honor. Good, Killian nodded. Guildmaster Caleb will see you about the specifics later. I returned the nod. The rest of the meeting continued in a blur for me because my head just wasn't in it. There was a tornado of irritation mixed with a little panic going on and a full rampage in there. I really didn't have time to hunt down some random thief who was trespassing on our territory. Damn, that was what I got for not staying in the back of the crowd. I cursed my sense of self-importance. I really must work on that. And, to make matters worse, I hadn't been paying attention to that part of the meeting. It would be really bad if the guildmasters found that out. Hey, ready to go? Liam tugged my sleeve as the crowd started breaking up. Yeah. The two doors on either side of the thieves' court were both clogged with exiting guild members. Instead of watching the crowd mill through them, I tipped my head up toward the vaulted ceiling. Well, that meeting went splendidly. I was supposed to hunt down a rogue thief, but I had missed the part about where to find said trespasser. Hmm, tricking Guildmaster Caleb into telling me what I needed to know without giving my precarious situation away would be no small feat. I let out something between a sigh and a chuckle. (laughs) This should be interesting. The Storm of Silver and Ash by Marion Blackwood is available to buy on Amazon. For a link, check the show notes. Marion Blackwood is the award-winning author of the fantasy series The Oncoming Storm. She has a master's degree in English and history education and doubles as a high school teacher when the sun is up. Well sometimes also when the sun is down. When she's not busy writing fantasy novels or telling teenagers what to do, she reads, binges shows, and loses at video games. Marion has previously lived in the US and China, but now she once again calls the long, tree covered country of Sweden home. Thank you for taking the time to listen. I sincerely hope you enjoyed it. If you did indeed enjoy it, there are many ways for you to show your appreciation. For one, you can help us spread the word about the podcast on social media. You can find posts about the podcast at Glint of Mischief on Twitter. If you want to keep up to date on news for the podcast, there is a mailing list over on my website, you guessed it, glintofmischief.com. The mailing list is also how you can find out when our submission windows are open if you are interested in getting your own book on the podcast. Until next time. See you around!